Hello, 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 and welcome to the Janae Franco Show. This week, I am trying it out with my AirPods because there is a lot of noise outside, and I love the noise cancellation that they provide. So hopefully all will go well, and they will not disconnect during the show. So please forgive me if they do, we have any technical difficulties. So I wanted to come on and share a few things that I have just been sitting with in the last week. Last week, I missed uh, the podcast time because I was actually driving en route to Houston to attend the Scent Ventures Summit with Catholic thought leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. It was an incredibly beautiful and fruitful experience. Um, There were so many different things I got from it. Uh, One of the main reasons why I went ahead and went was because I had a a few friends that were attending from all over the country. And I, like many of you, uh, I'm sure are craving that in person, that connection, particularly with my own strengths and talents. I love that in-person connection. There's just nothing like it. The screens are great. It's a great stand-in, but it's really such a beautiful experience when you're able to share that face-to-face time with a friend that you've been getting to know even online. So I would just encourage you, if there's any opportunities that you have near you um, to take advantage of that and go meet people in person and just laugh and share. And yeah, it was just really, really beautiful. I didn't have any expectations. Um, As you guys know, uh, I am relatively new to business. And so this was also an opportunity for me to go and meet other people who have been doing this for a lot longer than I have, to glean wisdom, to just hear their experiences and honestly feel less alone, feel less, uh, you know, like I'm standing in the middle of a battlefield fighting everyone on every side by myself, because that is not true. We are in this together. We have, as um, my coach Lisa Canning pointed out, and that that was a very pivotal moment too, I felt like um, during John Cannon's talk, he is one of the founders, if not the founder of Scent Ventures. And he was talking about finding our allies, finding people that we can lean on in this journey, whether we are in business, whether we are wherever we are in life, whether we're single, whether you are staying home with your kids and you're just momming it right now, um, whether you're taking a break, you're in between or you're balancing, right? Our spouse is our ally. Our kids can be our allies. We can have friends that are doing similar things as us that are allies and that are not. We can have coaches and mentors. We can have people all across the spectrum. And all of these people can be a support system for us, especially when we are struggling. And I have more often than not been struggling in these last few months. I've been very upfront with you guys about it. Um, And it seems very it's almost like it's different reasons every time. And in particular, I was really struggling leading up to the summit. And even afterward, it was not a come down the mountain, you know, retreat experience for me. I was kind of hoping it would be, I was hoping it would be a shot in the arm and I'd be really motivated. And I'd come out of that, like just ready to go. And that was absolutely not the case. And there's a few reasons I think for that. Um, Mostly my own stubbornness (laughs) and my own, tendency toward striving. As you guys know, I talk a lot about perfectionism, the different ways it can show up, control, striving, all of those things. Um, And it's really easy to just have it sneak in there and to not even realize that you're doing it. Uh, But the thing that I heard when I was in uh, one of the talks on Thursday, last Thursday, was I was just thinking, if you think you're striving, you probably are. And also, I'm going to add, there's nothing to be ashamed of for that. Most likely, 
our habits of striving, our habits of perfectionism, our habits of control are things that we have done our whole lives. Maybe, you know, as long as we can remember. And even with the, I think one of the, the expectations I had, we call them manuals in Catholic mindset coaching. But one of the manuals that I had was with all the work that I've been doing, I shouldn't still be striving. I should have it figured out and be moving on to the next thing, you know, and that is just not true because it's in this moment when you realize it, I could tell you, you know, very distinctly, there was just a beautiful moment. Um, the founder of Exodus 90, James Baxter was giving a talk in the chapel and it was in his prayer when he said something like, just lay down your tools you know, to a, a church full of Catholic entrepreneurs, people who have built million dollar businesses, people have, who have, are still in the beginning phases of building their business and everyone in between. And he said, lay down your tools, you know? And it got me thinking, it's, it's in this striving that we lose our creativity. We lose our ability to pivot. We lose our ability to be flexible because we're so busy trying to figure things out ourselves that we are not able to listen to the voice of God. And it was like a gentle correction and it came along with a lot of love. Okay. So it wasn't like you're too busy. You're striving, put down your tools. You're a terrible person, right? We know that. Well, hopefully we know that if we hear that, those voices, we know who those, those probably came from. We know that the tone of the, that voice is not from a loving, kind, generous God right? There are a couple of different voices uh, that we are used to hearing, either the voice of the enemy or the lies that the enemy has planted long ago that have become, they almost sound like our voice. And it was in that moment where, as he was saying the prayers and he's like, put your tools down. And it was something about just God is proud of you. He's proud of you. He sees you and he loves you. And I think all of us, no matter where we are in life right now, whether we are running businesses, whether we are running homes, that sometimes we just have to lay it down. I mean, I, ideally, we, we all the time lay it down. But, you know, ultimately, there is some work that has to be done. We have to actually um, make the tents. I don't know, for whatever reason, that picture of Paul building, building tents, right? He makes tents. He has a business so that he can not have to ask the uh, people in the town to support his ministry. So he has the tent building, he makes the tents and he sells those. And then he's able to support his own ministry. So sometimes we have to do that, but ultimately how can we have a posture of just continuous docility, continuous just continuing to let go, right? Just not keeping our hands clenched and grasping, but really letting go and letting the Lord move in our lives. I think so many of us, particularly perfectionists, get really wrapped up in our own efforts, our own earning, whether we are earning success in our business through following frameworks or, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with frameworks, but I think that they can be made an idol. And in a sense, in my own mind, I can see how those frameworks have become an idol where I think if I just do X, Y, and Z, then I will be successful. 
and it really is perpetuating this model of, in my own mind, of my earning. Okay, I check this box, these boxes, and then I earn my success. And then in that sense, even though I'm trying to bring the Lord into it, in that sense, it's really cutting the Lord out. <laughs> because yes, the frameworks can work for our good. But if I get that too much, then it can look like um, I'm, I'm earning it. Okay, I'm going to see if I can pull up this quote. I've been reading the book Prudence. Let's see what the name of the book is. Prudent, Prudence, Choose Confidently, Live Boldly by Father Gregory Pine. He did a podcast on the Catholic Coaching Podcast a few weeks ago, which was just fantastic. If you're interested in a really fun and lighthearted, but also very deep episode, I would highly recommend it. And I was really drawn to this concept of, um, yeah, choosing confidently and living boldly. What does that look like to have real peace about decisions and living and live boldly? So one of the quotes he has is, creation is not the fruit of created efforts. No amount of trying harder yields a universe. In truth, we receive everything that we are and everything that we have from him. If we are to become better thinkers and choosers, it's, by, it's not by tips or tricks. It is in union with him who thought of us from the beginning and who chose us for himself. And, and for me, it was just such a great reminder that yes, these frameworks, these tips and tricks, uh, mom hacks, you know, whatever you want to call it, they're all helpful and that they have a place in our lives. However, if we are relying too heavily on them, they can very easily become idols and we can very easily slip into self-reliance once again, thinking that we can figure this out. We can even look to that mentor and do what that mentor is doing, and then it will work for us. But the reality is that the Lord has a living, breathing plan for our life, something that is, is ever-changing. It is ever-abundant. It is something that if we can really tap into that intimate relationship with our Lord every day, uh, this does not mean we have to sit and pray for hours a day. And in fact, um, I would argue, you know, as the vocation of we need to attend to our vacation vocation as wives and mothers. And if this is a call that we have a business that we're working on in our lives, but how can we continue to have that intimacy with him throughout the day, that contact, we can bring him those decisions in our business, in our lives, every single one of them we can bring to him. It doesn't mean we have to wait with our, our pencil and like wait for that audible voice. That's going to say this or that. But I think, you know, my thought is that it really honors him. It really brings him, such joy and love to know that we are including him on all of those things. And that maybe if we are hearing silence or if we aren't really getting a, a firm direction, we can take those steps. But the uh, point is to continue to bring those to him every single day. I will admit it's been difficult to, to manage all the things. And one of the other themes of this conference was living an undivided life. And how do we do that? How do we live a life that is really well integrated? We can have fun we can still have hard conversations. We can call each other out. We can follow the Lord um, a, with complete abandon, uh, both in our business life, in our home life, in our friendships, all over the place. How can we live an undivided life? And this is what comes up for me is how can we live that undivided life where we are constantly in relationship with our Lord? We can bring those things to him. We can pray about those things. And if we don't get an answer, we can move forward. But we also don't have to make it mean anything about us. If for some reason that fails, maybe it's part of our journey. You know, if, you know, I was having a conversation with a client yesterday 
And it was, you know, in, I could have, I could have said the same thing really, where if we are in a moment where we really feel like we need God's grace. Okay. And we know we need to call upon the Lord and we do. And then he doesn't answer in the way that we want him to, as in giving us the grace to maybe not yell at our kids for the fifth time that day, or maybe giving us the grace to not be angry. Like we know we're at our wits end. We know we're at the bottom. And yet we feel like God has not answered us. I don't have necessarily an answer for this here, but what I do propose is a question. What if, you know, if he always just responded with the grace exactly in the way we thought and the way we think we need it, it would almost become transactional. It would almost become a point where it's like, oh, well, I don't have to worry because, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out exactly how I thought. Now, it gets really complicated. I'm not trying to turn this into like a super theological discussion here, but um, I do think it's important to note that God's ways are higher than our ways. Sometimes those little humiliations, those little difficulties that we have, we may not act the way we know we're capable of. And even when we are at the end, what if that's all part of our growing in virtue and sanctity? I mean, I know myself, if God kind of always responded exactly how I wanted when I wanted, it would be really easy to become complacent. It would be really easy to see it more as transactional. Like all I have to do is say this prayer and you'll show up. And I was really just thinking about this in terms of myself. Like, how do I behave? How do I act? Would I, would I, in a sense, it's almost like saying, well, if you're God, take yourself off the cross, you know? Um, it's almost like testing him and saying like, I'm only going to believe if you do this thing for me, you come through for me so that I don't do this thing, even if it's sin, right? <sighs> yeah, I think I'm going down a theological, <laughs> theological stretch here. But the point I'm trying to make is more of that God wants our hearts. He wants us to trust him with everything. And we have to be really careful that we don't allow our efforts, our trying, our frameworks, our checklists, our um, clean house, our every behavior that our kids do or do not do, that we don't let those become idols, that we realize that life is messy, it's complicated, and that honestly, the deeper I go into this path of awareness, even with all the mindset coaching that I've been exposed to and I've been aware of and I'm coached constantly, it's like, I don't want to say it almost gets worse, but (laughs) that's not a very hopeful thought to have, but there's always more because we're human. Um, I'm going to read a couple of other quotes from Father Gregory Pine's book. He says, in our quest to reach God, we cannot pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We cannot write our own rags to riches story and simply include God in the acknowledgments. Reaching God is not a matter of trying harder. Our pursuit of happiness and our growth in holiness is God's work. If we were to launch immediately into a list of 10 tips and tricks for better decision-making, we would risk thinking of ourselves as self-made men and women. We would risk imagining the virtuous life as a mere matter of self, a mere matter of self-help. Instead, we will begin where all good Christian thought begins with God. And so I want to encourage you today If you're feeling like you're striving, if you feel like you are 
at your wit's end or you're at the bottom of what you're able to give. If you feel like you're just trying to figure it out on your own, then you probably are stuck in some kind of a cycle of self-reliance, some kind of a belief or manual about God that, or yourself. And that here is hope. The fact that we can acknowledge it, the fact that we can lay it before the Lord, there, there is hope. He can speak to us the truth, the real truth. Where is he in this? Where is he in that moment that you feel you're at your bottom and you, he, he doesn't answer in the way that you want? Where is he in that? Is he inviting you to deeper healing? Is he inviting you to see where he has been in all of those moments in your life? Most of the time, those probably come from things that we've been through. I mean, healing is so essential in this process that we're all going through. And I want to challenge you as well and challenge myself. Something that came up in my own coaching session is what does it look like to have immense or complete trust in God. What would that look like in your life? Maybe take a sheet of paper, write it down. What does that look like to have complete trust in God? And what does it look like to not have complete trust in God? I think it's really important also to acknowledge, I have not done this exercise yet. I will be doing it later (laughs) or tomorrow. Uh, Because I do think it would be very interesting to challenge what I see as maybe thinking that I'm trusting in God, but the reality is I'm not, my actions are not following that. So what would it look like to not have trust in the Lord and be able to start to recognize when these things are happening? We are human. We are made with that longing for Christ, that longing for heaven, um, Oh, I did not pull it up to get ready for this podcast. But again, in this book, there was another beautiful quote. Let me see if I can find it really quickly. Um, He was talking about the difference between original sin. And the point is that creation's fragility, the fact that mankind could fall from grace and did, provides the space for an even more excellent demonstration of God's power. He said, now each child after original sin comes into the world bereft of his original endowment, but with a lingering longing for his supernatural destiny. We are born heaven haunted. This restlessness that we feel, this need to sort of fill all the holes, check all the boxes. It's never ending because we have, we are haunted by our desire for heaven that we will not have until we get there. So we will always desire that. We will always, in some sense, be restless for the Lord. So if we can, in those moments, you know, whether we're in the moment or later that day, at the end of the day, when you're doing your examine and you can close your eyes and you can say like, what was I seeking? Where was I seeking to find something besides the Lord? I think that's a really beautiful exercise that we can do to really recenter Because what if we're so busy trying, we're so busy exerting our own efforts, following, you know, our favorite influencers on social media, 
you know, doing this checklist or that checklist, or we found this framework, or we're doing, we have this mentor. And as much as we really need and love mentors and coaches and all of those things, like, what if that's not exactly the path? What if we need to bring it to the Lord more often? Now, I'm, I do think there needs to be a balance, but I think that that is the most important thing to continue to come back to is what is the Lord asking of us and our mission? How is he leading us in every step of the way? How is he showing us to trust in him more? Um, one funny thing I was thinking of, uh, my word of the year this year is go. And I had plenty of ideas as to what that was going to look like. And pretty much none of them have happened the way I thought. You know, for me, I think what I, what I saw recently is that the word go, I believed that I was going to be motivated every step of the way. And that has not been the case. And in fact, there have been many times where I have felt called and needing to step forward, to go with a lack of motivation, with not feeling it. And I'm not saying to push yourselves beyond the, the capacity that you have or at the detribution, was that even a word? Detriment, detriment of your mental health, of your family, of the people around you. But at some point there comes a time when we're not going to feel like it and we're going to need to continue to step forward in faith. If we have gotten, because the reality is I've gotten plenty of little consolations here and there. I've gotten plenty of direction to take certain steps. But the reality is when the rubber hits the road, I didn't feel like doing it because it was too hard. It was too difficult. And God has us all on a different path for a reason. And so in those moments, it's, it is important to return to him. It's also important to keep moving forward. So that's pretty much, pretty much the thoughts that I had. I'm trying to think if there's any other you know, beautiful lessons that I came away with, I would encourage you, one, find your allies, get really clear on who those allies are. Um, maybe even let them know and support each other in direct accountability. Also, I would encourage you to, to make that list. Where in your life right now does it look like to trust in the Lord immensely? What would it look like to not trust in the Lord? Maybe you're doing, you know, maybe some days it's more of one than the other. It's uh, not something that we can really, I don't know that we, we can't strive to do it perfectly. That would be kind of contrary to the point, but, and trying to think what else. Um, yeah. How is your word of the year going? You know, take a look at that. If you have done that and you've really given God permission, give him permission once again to, do with your life what he wills, you know, to help you lay down your tools, to help you know how proud he is, how much he loves you, and that maybe you need to rest. Maybe you need to move. I don't know. Um, but continue to invite him into that story because he is waiting and willing to give us all the help that we need. And he is wanting us to draw closer to him, whether that looks like more healing, more rest, or more action. So, I hope you guys have a great week. We will, I will most likely not be here next week. We will be in the mountains in Missouri for a family, big, uh, family retreats with my family. With, uh, so we're really excited to be able to retreat together with the kids and also have some time out in nature. So if you guys have any questions, you are always welcome to message me. I am still booking 
for coaching calls. I would love to help you out as much as I can in a no pitch, free booking uh, coaching call. So you can find those in the link in the show notes, as well as if you're on Instagram or anything hearing this there, you can find the link there as well. So God bless you guys. And I hope you have a great Wednesday.